Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we're going to be talking about the new action thriller film Bullet Train. So this is from David Leach who I like as a director. I think he's very good. I love what he did with Atomic Blonde. He co-directed the first John Wick. I think he's talented and I like what he does with action. And this feels like all of his films so far combined into one. So he's got the action and intensity of John Wick. He's got some really nice colours like Atomic Blonde. He's got the kind of stupidity but semi-wit to Deadpool 2. And also a bit of a bombastic CGI filled cluster mayhem cameo filled film at times with Hobson Shaw so basically Bullet Train is all of his films combined and it stars a whole heap of people right Brad Pitt is at the center of it I think first of all look I enjoyed it I think it's a good film it's very much a Friday night movie right you don't need to think about it too hard well look you don't need to think about it at all except for there's a bit of a twist which I couldn't really wrap my head around it because it was just, it was so exposition filled during the reveal of everything. I was just kind of a bit lost, but there are some other little moments throughout that are kind of good reveals, I will say that. But for me, it just screams Friday night action film, right? And look, I don't mind that. I just kind of want something a little more from my action films. I mean, maybe that's, it's Top Gun Maverick's fault, all right, because that is the most flawless and incredible action film ever. But with this, I feel like if it had come out a few months before, maybe I would have enjoyed it more. But I was I was entertained. It went on for a bit too long. You know, there's a bit of pacing issues here and there. But the pacing overall is extremely razor quick. All right, it starts on the train and it ends on the train. And it does not stop, right? It's completely relentless. It just doesn't stop from the moment it starts. So fair enough. If you're looking for a kind of action film that does that, then this is the one for you. If you're looking for one with an incredible cast, okay, so Brad Pitt, like I said, you've also got Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Sandra Bullock, Michael Shannon, Hiroyuki Sanada. I mean, very, very good cast. I could keep mentioning them, but I was I was left a bit cold by the characters they focus on because it's based on a book, right? It's based on the novel by Kotaro Isaka, and I've read I've read most of the book. I haven't finished it yet, but from what I've read, it seemed to do a, a very good job, right? I'm not going to lie, it was a pretty good job adapting a book into a film like this. There are some moments in the book that I think are done better, but overall it seemed to really whiz by at least the first 10 chapters or so. But also, spend a really long time with it too, so I don't know how they managed to do that because the pacing is insane, but the editing slows it down, and a lot of the time, the editing, it tries to be humorous, right, it tries to have some really funny cuts, and it didn't always work for me. The same with the script, okay, the script is very quick, the script is very sharp, but that doesn't mean it's good, right, what the characters are saying isn't always that good at all, just because they're saying it in a funny way, with funny accents, and in a really fun action scene, having quips here and there. That doesn't automatically make it good. So I think what this film and what audiences need to realise is the substance isn't always there. But then again, there's great action, right? It's a very bloody film. It's very, very action-packed. And I liked what they did with that. I was having a great time. I think, as usual, I was laughing ten times more at the blood, at the violence, than I was at the script, right? Even though some very, very funny moments in the script. And I was very pleased that some aspects from the book, like Tangerine and Lemon's relationship and Lemon always going on about Thomas the Tank Engine, I was worried before going into this film that maybe they were going to cut out all of his Thomas the Tank Engine 
references, but I think that works perfectly in a movie that's set on a bullet train because Thomas the Tank Engine is funny. And there's one moment when Aaron Taylor Johnson does an impression of Ringo Starr reciting Thomas the Tank, and it's genius. It is so funny. That's probably the funniest moment in the film for me. But look, the script is fine. I don't have a major issue with it. It's just... I'd say maybe 70% works, 30% could do with being trimmed and maybe tidied up a bit because it was just missing that crucial bit to to really turn it into a very, very solid movie. And so without it, there's fun to be had. It's an enjoyable movie, absolutely. But I, I was just kind of wanting a bit more. And I don't really know whose fault it is because all of the actors seem to be doing their best. However, I don't really like some of the characters, right? The prince and the wolf. They do nothing for me, and I know, okay, mild, I can't spoil it, can I, but, okay, one of the characters is gender-swapped, and there's a couple of gender-swapped characters from the book to the movie, don't have an issue with that at all, I think some of it works better than other parts, but there's one character, right, the wolf, he's played by Bad Bunny, uh, who's a musician, I don't f know, he's a wrestler as well, but... Everybody, okay, Sony, <laughs> Sony looked at the, I think it was the reel that they released for this film back in, I don't know when it was, December last year, when they showcased something at CinemaCon or whatever convention it was, and everybody at Sony was raving about Bad Bunny in this film, and then they gave him El Muerto, so El Muerto, I don't even f know why this is going to happen, it's not going to happen, it's probably going to get cancelled, but that's going to be a new Spider-Man-ish film, El Muerto, <laughs> and Bad Bunny's going to play the lead. But in this film, he's sh**. Alright, he's really bad. He's not a good actor at all. So I'm not looking forward to that film. I never was, but after watching this, I don't know what the f*** they see in him because he's not good. And his character is nothing like what he's described as in the book because obviously with adaptations, they're very rarely accurate to the source material. But I think this one does a, a fine job for the most part. I mean, from what I've read so far, I am curious to see if in the latter stages of the book it does get as crazy as this film because that third act, right, the end of the third act is f bonkers, right? It's very fun, very action-packed and very insane, but it's just completely ridiculous and nonsensical at times. But I think, you know, sometimes we need that kind of film. It is pure daft fun, but also it tries to, it thinks it's smarter than it is at times, right, with the script, with the narrative as well, because all of it is set for two hours on a bullet train, and there's all these assassins that are trying to compete with one another, they've got to survive, they've got to try and retrieve a briefcase at times too, so it kind of feels like it's trying to be Pulp Fiction meets Hitman-esque things on a train, but I didn't really feel like it was justified in thinking it was that, because at the end of the day, it's very stupid, it's very daft, but... I did have fun, right, I did have fun with it, so yeah, I would recommend it, I would just say don't expect the most amazing, interesting thing ever, just go in with, you know, mixed average expectations, expect very good violence, expect a largely good script for the most part, but there are some, I mean look, it's my humour as well, a lot of people probably will find it funnier than me, but I just like having a certain weight to my humour. I'm not always the biggest fan of just stupid one-liners that could have been A, delivered better, and B, written better. They need to work on the writing, they need to... Well, look, I'm saying this, but there's nothing they can do about it now. The film's out, the film's made, it's finished, it's done. So that's just, you know, something to work on in the next film. And maybe in a future adaptation of something like this, work on the script, because in the book, it's kind of difficult to follow certain characters and actions, because they all seem kind of similar, and in the book, okay, 
this is a pure Hollywood whitewashing scenario because the main character, Brad Pitt, he's called Ladybug. Joey King's character is called the Prince. You've got Tangerine and Lemon. You've got the father, the son, the elder, White Death, the wolf. All of these character names, which, yeah, very similar to in the book. But also Brad Pitt's character's name in the book is Nanao. And one of the other characters is Kimura. And it's all these Asian names because obviously it's an Asian book. So they've obviously whitewashed it and turned it into something that Western audiences are going to follow and understand so to that respect fine I don't mind that but also pay homage to what the characters names mean and what the what the meaning of the book actually is because I feel like it just turned into a completely nonsensical action flick which fine that's fine but yeah I had a good time I do wish that Michael Shannon and Hiroyuki Sanada were in it more because those characters were two of the best and they don't really do an awful lot until the end, that is. So, yeah, swings and roundabouts with this film. I liked it for the most part. I think there's a few bits here and there that could have easily been trimmed out. I think, overall, a two-hour movie, there's about an hour and 40-minute fantastic movie hiding in there. And then there's 20 minutes of absolute bullshit. So, yeah, try and, try and find that really, really great movie within here, and you will have a good time with it. Or maybe you're just going to take it for what it is and have a great time anyway because Brad Pitt's funny. He's very charismatic in this film. But also, I just want to talk about this quickly. I don't understand. I need to work out how to say this. The power distribution between people and the action sequences because certain characters will be stabbed, shot, punched, kicked, hit with a laptop in the nose, hit with water bottles, but they're fine. Right, just because they get hit by a laptop, that doesn't stop them from dealing out immense pain back. But if that was real life, obviously this is a film, it's very hyper-exaggerated, but if this was a real scenario, one hit from a laptop would probably knock you out. But in this film, they're all just plastic. I don't know if everything is made of plastic or everybody's made of sponge because they just receive these attacks, but it's nothing. So there's no real sense of what is happening is dangerous because despite being punched and kicked, nobody seems to take it. It's just like they're absorbing it and then dishing it back, but that's not how these things work. If you are punched in the face, you're going to feel it, all right? But these characters don't. They just shake it off and then bludgeon somebody with a goddamn water bottle. So yeah, weird. It's very weird. A lot of promotion as well. So much product placement. It was kind of annoying. Every single time something weird would happen and kind of stupid, it would then be immediately contradicted by something extremely fun and epic. And then that kind of just sold me on it. And I'm fed up with these films when it has a bit of a meddling one hour, 40 minutes. And then the last 20 minutes is uh, pretty f***ing incredible, to be fair. It's a very, very fun ending. But yeah, interesting movie. Lots of good things. Quite a few. Okay, the bad things are little and the good things are big. I will say that. So it's just a lot of little things that add up. And I wasn't really sold on it until maybe the half an hour mark. And then it sort of drifted in and out slightly. But by the end, I was sold. I was having a good time. I just kind of wish as well, the whole location setting of it being set on a bullet train. I kind of wish that was better. Because when you see the shots of the train in motion, and when they're on the train, it doesn't really feel any different to just getting on, I don't know, like a London Northwestern railway service. Right? There's nothing that amazing about it being set on the bullet train, which is kind of annoying because I was expecting something a lot better from the bullet train itself. Because look, I've never been on it, obviously. I've never seen it in motion. But I imagine it's pretty f quick. Isn't it like the quickest train in the world? But I never felt like they showcased that too well. So yeah, a little bit of bad things, but a lot of good things. I will say that. I don't know. 
I don't know how to, I don't know how many stars to give it alright because I feel like three stars is too low but four stars is way too generous so I I don't know three and a half but then again that also feels too high and too low at the same time so it's just somewhere slap bang in the middle of everything it's a very very averagely solid action film for August to watch on a Friday night all right, I will say that. But also, if you want a if you want a much better action film, just go and watch Top Gun. Right, Top Gun Maverick, best film ever. Just go and watch that. But if you want a train film instead of a plane film, then Bullet Train might be the one for you. I may do a spoiler review because there are some cameos that I want to talk about, and there are you know it's certain things I also want to mention too. But yeah, we'll see about that. But either way, in cinemas right now, I would I would say watch it. Sure, I I will watch it again. I will happily watch it again. There's just something not right in this film, but overall it was good. It was fine. I feel like I'm being too harsh, but also the reviews haven't been too great, and I can understand them totally. But yeah, either way, go and make your own mind up on it. You probably will enjoy it a lot. I don't think it's as good as David Leitch's previous films. I mean, like I I don't know. It's not as good as Atomic Blonde, that's for sure. It's probably around the same. Oh, I don't even know. I naturally prefer Deadpool 2 and Hobbs and Shaw, but also I can understand if people enjoy this more because of the cast and the chemistry and the charisma that comes with it but i don't know i I'm, i need to watch it again but for me atomic blonde is his best film and i do like the other ones a lot and i like this one a lot sure i did but you, you don't need a brain <laughs> you don't need a brain to enjoy it i just don't honestly it's some of the accents as well i'm not gonna lie brian tyree henry's accent is awful like he's doing a british accent but it's so bad he keeps dropping it so many times it's just like oh my god pick one and stick with it please but but i'm pretty sure he did that in another film i'm gonna i'm literally gonna check right now because as soon as i heard him do this i was like i'm sure he's done this before so i need to check right now i think he's a good actor i just don't know why he was dropping it sometimes it was probably oh, i forgot he was in joker actually god damn it i don't know it might have been it might have been hotel artemis but i've only seen that once or maybe twice so yeah i don't know it's just he's done it in another film so just take it with a pinch of salt please i like aaron taylor johnson and i think he's one of the standouts as well as brad pitt but yeah everybody else is good fine it's all right it's fun and with that, I've been Kieran. Go and watch it. And I shall speak to you in the very next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.